0: A round of applause to Jesus today for this beautiful worship. Thank you to the worship team um, who always, you know, they, they come early and they practice and they lead us in, in worship every, every time we come to church. So I want to take you to the book of Psalms, uh, again, chapter 19. And uh, we have been talking about different emotions based in the life of David every Sunday Uh, It's been a great, great, great experience. Uh, First, we we began to speak about, you know, how to have joy, how to have that joy be steady, you know, in our lives. uh, Because sometimes, you know, circumstances get in the way. Uh, We talk about abandonment uh, in, in, you know, based in the life of David. Because sometimes uh, we also feel abandoned sometimes by people. Uh, by people that we love. So what do we do when that happens? Uh, We also spoke about the emotion of fear. And if you remember, uh, in the Bible study, in the life group, we had so much fun, you know, talking about fear because sometimes a lot of uh, psychologists believe that fear, it's a secondary um, emotion. Fear can come as a result of sometimes people being angry and they express their anger through fear. So sometimes somebody can come to you and treat you badly in a very angry way, and you may think that you probably did something wrong or you're doing something wrong, when in reality, anger, uh, it's not the main motivator emotionally on that person, but fear People could probably be fear of who you are, fear of your potential, fear of what you're doing, fear of who you can become. So that sometimes can be expressed in anger and then hostility. But we learned that through the scripture. You know what? We do that. When we also talk about uh, contentment, uh, what it is to to have contentment, you know, with what we have in life. There's nothing wrong with with always trying to accomplish, you know, something in your life. Uh, If you want to study more, learn more, get more, I mean, do it, do it, you know, as as much as you can. But at the same time, uh, if you remember, we discussed in the Bible study in the life group that there has to be a mature understanding in our lives that we have to be grateful and thankful for what we already have. Uh, That doesn't mean that you stop pursuing your dreams or you finish uh, developing your full potential it it just means that we have to have that understanding that we need to be grateful for what we already have also you know we spoke about depression uh we spoke about how Christians can be depressed or can get depressed that that, that doesn't necessarily mean that you are living a sinful life uh sometimes depression can come out of people living a life in which there's a lot of stress And obstacles, and that you know, some sometimes may affect you mentally. Um, And we even gave the example of you know, how people who have diabetes their pancreas is not producing more insulin. So, sometimes when people go through depression, sometimes uh, their brain is not producing you know those endorphins that you need to be happy or to act happy. So, we talk about disappointments also, you know, when your dreams die. Uh, last week, and we we'll discussed that in the life group as well. So, today I want to speak a little bit about the subject of uncertainty, and I want to take you to the book of Psalms, chapter 19. So, uh, uh, we're going to read the entire chapter, and then we're going to talk about four different points. So, the scripture says, uh, Psalm 19, I'm reading from the New International Version The heavens declare the glory of God, the skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day they pour forth speech night after night they reveal knowledge they have no speech they use no words no sounds is heard from them yet their voice goes out into all the earth their words to the ends of the world in the heavens god has pitched a tent for the sun it is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber like a champion rejoicing to run his course it rises at one and in the heavens And it makes it it makes a circuit to the other. Nothing is deprived of its warmth. The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing to the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light. To the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm, and all of them are righteous. They are more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. By them, your servant is warned. In keeping them, there is a great reward. But who can discern their own errors? Forgive my hidden faults. Keep your servant also from willful sins. May they not rule over me. Then I will be blameless, innocent of great transgression. May these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Father, as we study your scripture, I pray today, Lord God, that you open our hearts and that you help us understand, Lord God, that there's a lot of proof, Lord God, around us that you are paying attention to our lives. That you are there, Lord God. We may not see you physically, but just like David says, Lord God, he gives a list of so many things that that tells us that there is a creator, there is a God, there is someone who is way above, beyond, and higher than any human being. So we pray today, Lord God, that if we have any doubts in our lives as to what we want to decide, what we want to do, Lord God, that we pay attention to those details, Lord God, because you lead us. And you are the one who saves us. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So I want to speak on the subject today of, of uncertainty. Many of us, you know, we we manage and we go through uncertainty pretty much every single day. If you are a teenager, uh, you are trying to decide, you know, which sports, you know, which classes you're gonna get. If you're about to graduate, you know, from high school, then you're debating what kind of BA or or career am I gonna be doing or taking. If you are a recent graduate, you know, from college, you're probably wondering, okay, where am I gonna have a job? Uh, If you are unmarried, you're probably thinking, okay. When is my husband going to appear? When is my wife going to appear? Um, If you are a retiree, then you're probably thinking, okay, what's going to be the purpose of my life now? So we all go through times of of uncertainty in our lives. But one point, the first point that I want to share with you today, that when we are uncertain of our situations, of the decisions that we want to make or where God can take us, uh, God speaks to us through his creation. So verse 1 to verse 4, you will see that David is writing this, this, this chapter. He's writing this song. And he's saying the heavens declares the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. And he says day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. So When we take a look around and when we see, you know, everything that God has created, we come to the understanding that that somebody that is more powerful than us, somebody who is higher than us, must have created this beautiful creation that we see around. Many, many, many years ago, when I had taken only like a year and a half of classes in English, I I was invited by a big church in El Salvador to go and translate for our an engineer from NASA who who went to El Salvador to explain why creation makes sense and not evolution. So I spoke to the engineer, and, uh, you know, I was very brave. I mean, yeah, you know, when you're young, you're very brave for a lot of things. And uh, I remember the engineer told me, so I may challenge you with a few words, so you might want to get a dictionary. Before you go and translate, so there's like 500 people in the church, and he's discussing, you know, why creation make make sense more than evolution, and uh, when he got to the part about dinosaurs, I I stopped because I couldn't translate. There were names of dinosaurs that I had never heard of in my life, even in Spanish. You know, so I asked the people if they could give me a couple of minutes, you know, to look in the paper dictionary uh, what it was because there was no Google back then. I didn't have a cell phone back then. Um, I never thought I would ever even be able to have a cell phone. So it was it was hard for me to translate. The only dinosaur's name that I knew at the time was T-Rex, and that was probably not very scientific. But anyways, everything that he explained, he said it is very hard to work at NASA, see everything that happens in the world in the space and not come to the conclusion that somebody more powerful, more intelligent has to have created this design in the universe. So it can't just happen by accident. It couldn't just have happened, you know, but a big bang, and then everything was created, and it, it evolutionized, and and it's just, you can argue a lot of things like that, and, and we, we have done a lot of research, but he said it is very hard, you know, when you work at NASA, especially if you're an astronaut, and you have... You go through all that training about all the laws and physics that you have to learn before you go into space so that you can understand that, wow, this couldn't have been made up just by a human being uh, or by accident. There really must be a God. So sometimes we underestimate the God that we're following in our lives. You know, we get into situations, daily battles daily words in our minds, in, in in our brains, in our hearts about what's going to happen in the future. What am I going to end up designing? Uh, what am I going to decide in my life? What's going to happen with my family? You have to know today that when David was going through that transition in his life, he started appreciating everything that God had done in his life. And he said, the heavens declared the glory of God, the skies and the work of his hands. So David is attributing God created all of this with his hands. God has power to change any situation that you may face in the future in your life because he is the creator. He is the origin. He is the power. He is the main source of creation in your life. So if you are going through something difficult and hard in your life, please be certain, be assured, be confident today that there's a powerful God behind you who is leading you, making a way in your life so that you can develop your full potential so that you can be saved, but also so that you can experience what it means to follow an all-powerful God. I like also that David says, uh, he acknowledges, and he says, uh, they have no speech. They use no words, you know, the stars, the sun, the moon. Uh, no sound is heard from them, yet their voice goes out into all the earth. Their words to the ends of the world. In the heaven, God has pitched a tent for the sun. That's how little the sun is, uh, you know, in God's eyes because he was the one who created it. So are you facing something today that might be a little difficult for you to to go through or break through, uh, please understand and please be assured that the scripture says that God is powerful. He is the creator. He is your creator. He created you so he knows you more than you even know yourself. That's why, you know, we love uh, this scripture here in Psalm 19 because David is acknowledging. Just look at you, all of you. Turn around. Look at the person right next to you. Do you see how beautiful that person is? Or maybe not to the right, but look at to the left and you will see somebody else. Do you see, do you see how beautiful the creation of God is? You know what? Not, on, not only that. Not only God is the creator. Not only God is the one who can change great, great situations, great things in life or on the earth, but point number two that I want to share with you is that when we are uncertain, when we are confused, God speaks to us through the Bible, through the Bible. You know what? When, um, when I was 13 years old, my dad used to be very, very strict, you know, with me. Uh, he used to tell me, okay, Franklin, you're not going to date until you are 25 years old. And, um, of course, if you are a teenager and you're listening to that, you're probably going, <laughs> I already dated Dan, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, but I remember that one time, uh, parents used to be, you know, very strict back in the day, um, you know, Salvador. And one time, um, me and my friends organized a party at a friend's house whose mom was going to be working on that day, and it was a holiday. And it's, it wasn't a party where there was going to be drinking. Even, let me tell you that even the concept of party uh, in third world countries, people don't understand when, when people say here, oh, let's go party. People don't understand over there because in third world countries, in order to party, you have to be celebrating something. So if you say, let's go party, people are going to ask you, what's the celebration? What's the point? So it wasn't a party like in American terms, uh, but in different terms. So, but anyways, the the story goes on to say that uh, while we were uh, singing, you know, with my friends and pretending that we were singing secular music, I remember the one of the songs that we were singing back then at that time was La Bamba, uh, and we were just going bam 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 bam, you know. But that was a big deal because I felt like, oh, my gosh, I'm dancing, you know, and, and as a Christian, I'm not supposed to dance. That's the way I was taught. And uh, all of a sudden, while 15 or 20 of us, you know, were partying, uh, this is in high school, you know, at my friend's house, all of a sudden, the mom of my friend shows up. And her face turns really, really, really red because there were like 20 kids, you know, like, like uh, just singing, nothing bad, no drugs, nothing bad, just, just uh, doing something that we thought it was crazy, but, but nothing bad was really happening. So we all took running. We took off running. We went to our houses. I felt so guilty and so bad because I knew my friend, and the organizer was a female friend, so she was going to get more in trouble because there were a lot of guys you know, in the house. And uh, I remember that day, it was so crazy. I, w- I took two buses, went straight to the church, and then opened the church, you know, because I had keys. Of course, you know, I was the pastor kid. So um, I went inside and I started praying. And I said, God, I am so sorry for partying, Lord God. I am really, really sorry. And I started crying in my prayer, and I prayed for my friend or God. Her name was Caroline. I prayed that her mom will not weep her back today because, you know, parents believe in corporate punishment over there. So I was really scared. And then I did something that I don't recommend that you do it. That was just out of desperation. But after that, I had prayed for like about two hours because, hello, the mom was going to talk to our teacher, and then the teacher was going to talk to my dad, and I'm a pastor kid, so it, it wasn't going to look good, and of course, my dad wasn't going to be very, very happy uh, that, you know, I was at that party uh, singing La Bamba, you know, with with all the kids, so after I had prayed for like about two hours, I was so desperate, there were no cell phones, no telephones, uh, I'm a teenager, I'm like 15, 16, and all of a sudden, I grabbed the Bible, and I said, God, I just pray. I don't know how you're going to speak to me right now, but in the name of Jesus, I pray that you speak to me through your word. And I remember I got the scripture. I opened it, and I said, God, my friend Caroline is going to get in trouble. Then the other guys, and then myself, my dad will find out. So please, please speak to me. I remember I opened my Bible, and I said, Lord, just let your Holy Spirit lift my finger. And boom, I put the finger right there on the verse. And uh, I, I, I'm not recommending that you do that, of course. Uh, this is, I'm just telling you a story of what happened, you know, when I was a teenager. But I was so afraid and so scared. And I opened, you know, one eye and then the other one. And my finger had fallen on the last verse of Ecclesiastes chapter 3. I don't see exactly, I don't remember how it says in English, but in Spanish it says whatever happened it already happened and god will restore what just happened oh my gosh i I started crying i you know got myself up and i said god speaks god speaks god speaks thank you jesus and i prayed for like two more hours in the church and i was so so excited when we went back to school you know the following day i was you know i wanted to know you know what what happened to my friend i was expecting to see maybe some bruises or something like that and we all got together you know before starting classes like 15 or 20 of us and when we asked her what happened she said um we asked her did you mom whip you you know with the belt or what happened And she was like, no, you know what? Um, After everybody left, she told me to clean my house. And she said that she understood that we were young and we were doing something. But she asked me to just let her know, you know, the next time when I want to have something like that. And we're like, she didn't punish you? Nothing? And she's like, no, no. I was really, really surprised. So you... I know this, this story, because it's from a teenager, may not be like, wow, wow, wow for you. But you know what? When I was 15, if you had been in my shoes and your dad was going to whip you with a belt, you know, like at least five to seven times for for dancing La Bamba, you know, with your friends in, in, in a party, uh For me, that day, it was really, really, really a big deal. So I want to encourage you today. It doesn't matter where you're going through. Open the Scripture. Open the Bible and let God speak to you about your situation because you may believe that this is just a book. It is not just a book. This is the Word of God. The Word of God is perfect. The Bible says that the Word of God is like a sword. It penetrates. It can do a lot of, a lot of great things in your life if you just give the scripture the opportunity to speak into your life. So if you're uncertain, pray about your life. Read the scripture. Point number three, when we're uncertain, God speaks to us through conviction. This is a very important one because verse 12 to 13 of, um, actually I want to read from verse 7 first. Uh, David is saying the law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing to the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. Let me tell you something. Reading the Bible is not boring. If you feel like reading the Bible is boring, I would highly encourage you to check your spiritual pulse. Because David is saying, the law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing to the soul. When you start reading the book, the the Bible, start reading the book of Acts. If you want to get excited about what God can do in your life and through our church, then go to the book of John. Then if you're a young person, read one chapter of Proverbs a day and then one chapter in the book of Ecclesiastes a day. And you will see how God highly speaks to us. Reading the scripture is not, it's not, it's not boring. You just haven't given it a chance for you to enjoy the benefits of letting God speak to you. David says that the law, the law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing to the soul. Oh, my gosh, you know, when the law is good, it is so enjoyable because nobody can cheat on you. When, when I visit um, my family, in um, you know, El Salvador, we never fight, you know, with my sister. But the only thing we disagree every single day when I go visit them is the way I drive. Because we go to a stop sign and people, of course, don't stop. They just go... And when I go to El Salvador, she laughs at me because, you know, I stop at the stop sign, I look left, I look to the right, and then I look left, I smile, and vroom, I go. And my sister is like, why are you stopping? Don't you see the people honking at you? They're honking at us. And I said, well, because I said, that's a stop sign. And she's like, so what? So what? Are you going to be stopping in every stop sign that you see on the road? And I said, yes. And, I, and, and, and she's like, why? And I said, because it's the law. And then she's like, what law? The law. Yeah, but these are suggestions. Suggestions, Franklin. It is not the law. And I tell her, well, I have paid like $2,000 in the United States just to learn that I need to obey the law stopping at a stop sign. So, yes, I'm in El Salvador, but I will stop. and then she's like oh i admire a lot americans who they know how to drive but i disagree sometimes you know i said it's okay that you disagree it doesn't it doesn't say that you're right but you know what the, the david is saying the law of the lord is perfect try it get deep into it read it every day and you will be like oh my gosh there's recommendations there's advice there's suggestions There's stories that will teach you and will clarify your heart and your mind when you give it a chance. Verse 8 says, the precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. Oh, my God. Friends, trust me. If you get into the Word of God, you know what Moses, actually it was God And Pastor Henry, you read this in the book of Deuteronomy. God spoke to Moses, and God told Moses, I want you to tell the people, memorize my word and my law. When you are walking to work, or wherever you're going, be repeating my word. When you are coming back home, repetition of my word. Day and night. Repeat my word. Say my word. When you are raising your children, teach them to memorize my word. Repeat the words. Repeat the word. Memorize my word. Because why? When you know his word, you will get to know God way, 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 way more. He will speak to you. You will need it in sometimes in situations where you feel like, okay, what do I do now? What's going on? you will see that it does make the difference, you know, when you know the Word of God. And point number number four that I want to make is, when we are un- uncertain, we should pursue the path most honoring to God. So I want to finish uh, with verse 11. It uh, says, by then your servant is warned, in keeping them there is great reward. Do you know that? David is saying, in reading the scripture, in knowing the word, in practicing the word, there is great reward. There is great reward. But who can discern their own errors? He's saying, forgive my hidden faults. So sometimes um, we may have sins that we we may not even notice, you know, that we have in our lives. But because of the word, the Holy Spirit, you know, speak to us. And then David says in verse 13, then I will be blameless, innocent of great transgression. May these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. We're going to pray right now, but this is what I want you to know. I don't know where you are in life today. We face a lot of uncertainty in so many different things Uh, personal life, business, work, family, uh, plans, choices. I just want you to know that if you give the word of God a chance, God can speak to you. Whatever your situation is, whether you've been dancing La Bamba and you feel like, oh wow, um, I'm going to get whipped or whether you're just looking for another job or looking for wisdom, the Lord will speak to you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today for your word. Thank you, Lord God, because David was able to see and, and explore and acknowledge, Lord God, that the stars, the universe, the sun, the moon, the planets, uh, everything that is in existence, the earth, The sea, the trees, Lord God, this could not have been an accident. This must have been the masterpiece of a creator, the masterpiece of the greatest artist there has ever been in this world, which is you, Lord. Lord, and I just pray today that we do not forget that no matter how difficult a situation might be, how confusing it can be, you can speak to us through your word. I pray, Lord God, that that we just give your word a chance. Your scripture, Lord God, is, is joyful. It brings joy. It's refreshing. It's exciting, Lord God. But we need to try it, and we need to give it a chance. Lord, I pray that this church, that Agape will be a church also that loves the scripture, that loves the Bible, loves your word, Lord God, that we will learn it, Lord God, just like you ask Um Israel, Lord God, to to learn it, memorize it, and put it into practice. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen.